welcome LVF family to this your podcast. We're so excited today. We have a guest with us, Pastor Freddy Romero. How are you? Good, good, good. What's good, LVI? Hey, man. Look, we're so grateful that you're coming. Um, um, I, we've been knowing each other for about what three, four years? Three years now. Three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we have the opportunity to serve under our pastor Josh and Noemi Chavez at Revive Church in Long Beach. Um, but what do you share with the students? Um, what do you do? What What is your role right now? Yeah. The, um, in 2019, we became campus pastors of El Monte, you know, our, our, our campus in El Monte, my wife and I. And um, But since the pandemic happened in 2020, I've taken more of a prominent role in leading our creative team, just a good collection of smart, young, driven uh you know, guys and girls. And so we've been doing that of trying to create things, resources for our church, aside from the um, Sunday Sunday experience online. And um, so that's what I'm doing right now at Revive Church and just uh, helping facilitate all that. You know what? Um, and this is going to lead us to our conversation. You know, today we want to talk about flexibility, being adaptable, um, because the reality is that when you serve in ministry, it's all about that many times, you know, and and I think you have a story about uh, when it comes down to that, like if you're not flexible or adaptable to what is coming yeah, your way, sure. um, you can get stuck. Yeah, for correct? sure. One of my favorite quotes uh, is a Mike, T Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and that's so true. <laughs> like, um, you know, as a, as a young person, um, you know, when I was single, I'd have I'd have all these ideas and creative aspects of like, okay, when I'm gonna get married, mm -hmm. this is what my marriage is gonna look like, and my first year is gonna be bomb like this in this sense, yeah, yeah. and I wanna buy a house. Like, like I had like, you know, I had a nine step plan. I'm such a planner. Um, I got married and life happened. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so it changed the course of what I wanted to do. Um, I became a campus pastor, a yeah. campus pastor, and um, I was like. You know, when my pastor, Pastor Josh, approached me to be a pastor, I was I was very scared, very nervous. But we have a great collection of team, and yep. you were a campus pastor at the time as well. Yep. So there was a, there was already a reference point for me, and I could emulate and then build upon. And so, on that journey of becoming a campus pastor, I um I had a plan. I had a plan. I'm going to meet the leaders, and I'm going to grow with them, and I'm going to do life with them, and then we're going to have these this leadership track there, and we're going to grow our dream team, and yeah. we're going to uh, make our our kids' experience a little bit better in this sense, and then we're going to have a permanent you know worship team, etc. Like I had all these plans, and for me it was like a four or five year plan. Yeah. Yep. And uh, within seven months of pastoring, I am, <laughs> I am blessed and fortunate enough to experience a global pandemic. Yes. Uh, I don't know how many pastors Crazy. have experienced a global <laughs> pandemic in their first year of ministry, but I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. And um, the pivot, the pivot, there was no reference point. Mm. Um, there was no reference point of pivot. I don't, you know, statistically speaking, the last time a global pandemic hit the United States was in 1940. Yep. You know, so life is different now yes, I mean, of course. than what it was back then. And so for me, that pivot was hard. And so do we get on Zoom? Do we get on, you know, yep. do we start, you know, going on Instagram all the time? Yep. How do we communicate with people? We were so used to having, you know, a monthly meeting with, with our core leadership team. What does that look like now? And it's yep. just like there was no playbook for it, yep. none at all. And I would say that. The experience that I've had in my first year, now going into my second year, of being a pastor 
is just the ability to be flexible yeah because that's what ministry is and i imagine that for a lot of your students here at labi mm -hmm. they had certain you you probably had a certain idea of what college experience was going to be like yep i mean how was it like for you yeah it was very different than what it is you yeah. know well how, how was it different for you Yo, well for me it was uh, it was different because now we had the opportunity to come on campus, um, experience the life here on campus, you know, uh, the dynamics, you know, have, you know, we can, we have relationships and meeting other people and so many other things, beautiful things, you know, that now um, most of the things that we have is online, yeah. you know, Zoom. Um, and, and it's very difficult to build relationships with other students because right. obviously of the whole pandemic. So I think that's a difference. But I think you, you point something very key. You know, I, we we were in a place where we didn't have a, a handbook where we can we know what to do. We had to reimagine and 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 and, and even uh, change many things and, and and innovate in a certain way. So that we could keep moving forward, absolutely right. So I think that flexibility and adaptability is so important because if, if we if we keep staying the same and we keep want to go back to the same thing, or we should st stay in this place in a rigid place, uh, we're gonna find ourselves in a very tough place. Absolutely, it was inevitable that that the world was gonna go digital, full on digital. Yeah, it was. It was inevitable. Yes, this pandemic just accelerated. That the process, time yeah, frame. Yeah. The time mm -hmm. frame. Eventually, this is what our, you know, our kids and our grandkids. This will be the norm for them. Um, and as much as we say, well, that's not real life. I mean, it is the reality of the world that we live in. And if you have not been able to be flexible and to adjust to this new reality, you're not just. You haven't just stayed behind. You're going to regress. And any hopes of advancement in life and in your relationships you have a very slim chance of excelling in, in many areas. Things look different now, and we have to rely on God's wisdom because there is no playbook. Yep. And be grateful for the opportunities that we have at hand. See, we could look at the obstacles as issues and problems or opportunities for growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you guys that here are at LABI, you guys have to look at this as, see, listen, <laughs> I know what it's like to be in college. And it took me seven years to get a four-year degree. Right. You know why? Was it double? <laughs> no, and I didn't double major. You know, I just got one degree. You know, um, but the reality is that everything was programmed for me. Everything was programmed for me. I could see my counselor. One, I could walk into her office anytime, one-on-one, -on -one, to give her an excuse as to why the teacher's failing me again, and, <laughs> <laughs> and ask for a different you professor. Speak that truth. And ask for a different professor, and she'd help me out, and I'd see her one-on-one, -on -one and she'd care about me, and and so forth. And you know, being with my professors, and if I was struggling with a certain subject like math, I'd I'd go to the tutoring center, you know, and there'd be all these genius geniuses there and they'd help me out and um with math and it was a one-on-one -on -one and everything was so programmed for me everything was so accessible for me when i was in community college and in college um that i took a lot of things for granted which is why i think it also took me so long to graduate for if you're if you're doing this online thing now you know the programming aspect is is, is almost gone and as a student nowadays, you have to be self-motivated. Oh yeah, to do the work. Man, that's a whole nother conversation. I love it. <laughs> to to, to, to yes. watch the video. Yep. To engage in Zoom. Mm -hmm. 
You know, like in class, you can you can fake the funk. You yep. can be, you know, but now it's like, you know, if you're on Zoom, you have your camera on, everyone can watch you at all times, you know, and it's like, you have to be so engaged. And so for you guys, it's it's maybe maybe there are the opportunities to to be in person and to have this human element of a human touch isn't there. But you're creating a discipline muscle that I didn't create when I was in college. Yep. And self-resolve and the ability to say no to things because you have to study now. You have to do like, man, if you can do the things you don't want to do. Because you know that doing them will get you to where you want to be. Then you're creating in yourself, a, you're developing a will, a strength of will that many people who are millennials and Gen Zers don't have. We yep. want everything instantaneous. Yep. yep. You know, and so this isn't to like rag on our no, on our generation. Of it's not. just a reality of how we're wired. But you know what? You you were saying something really, really very interesting. You know, now this dynamic is requiring from us and the students, you know, to develop this discipline, prioritize, you know, say no to certain things, you know. So you develop a rhythm of life that it that's gonna help you at the end of the day in the future. Now the difference with me here. Uh, with my generation, they came here. We were in a bubble in a sense. So when we left here, it was very difficult for us to to engage in the dynamic of the world, you know, in our the new jobs and, and whatever else we were supposed to do. So now if the students right now or the people that are studying right now develop the, 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 the discipline that is necessary and the, pri- and the priorities that they have to take, you know, uh, you develop a skill. Sure. That is going to is going to help you for longevity, you know, for the long run. So um, but the problem is that because we live in a time where we don't like to dis- discipline ourselves because it's very difficult because obviously we want to go about it. But I, I think the reason why many times and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but I think the reason many times we struggle with depression, anxiety, with all these things is because of lack of discipline. Yeah. You know, because yeah. our life is a chaos. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of the, you know, the, the worst enemy. See, when I was younger, I grew up in a religious uh, church. I mean, we were talking to, yeah. about it with your, your with your campus pastor as well. Yeah. Um, we blamed everything on the devil. Mm-hmm. Everything. You got a yeah. flat tire, it was el diablo. <laughs> you know what I mean? The baby was sick, it was el diablo. Yeah, you, yeah. Had, you, you had a stomachache, it was el diablo. It wasn't yeah. the tacos that you ate, you know, at four in the morning um, from Taco Bell. It was, the, it was el diablo. The enemy was mad at you, right? Yeah, and yeah. So we always blamed the hardships of our life, our poverty, our dysfunction in our Man, households. We always speak. over over spiritualized this thing, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to to be the advocate for the enemy here, to yeah, be his attorney, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, we, we, we definitely are at, are at a spiritual war, but yeah. listen, if we were to evaluate our lives, let's go, Pastor Antonio, let's go and make a list of all the things we're struggling with right now. Yep. There's one main culprit, the common denominator, yep. it would be us and our lack of discipline yep. leading to um, um, our dysfunction, our poverty. <laughs> Our struggles, our issues, you know, uh, you know, a, a quote that John Maxwell always uses is, you know, failure to plan is planning to fail. And Can you repeat that again? Failure to plan is planning to fail. Wow. And you can't be, you can't be, um, you know, a disciplined person without a plan. And again, you got to be flexible with your plans. Yes, because yes. My, again, my Mike Tyson quote, right? right. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. You get punched in the mouth. You got to adjust the plan, though. Yep. You can't just quit. You can't just say, oh, I'll see how, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yep. No, like you got to create a new plan. So for some of you guys, that means waking up earlier. That means, um, 
you know, staying up later. That means sh shifting your work schedule. That means, you know, um, serving in your churches in different capacities and different roles. It's, it's, it's change. And if we don't change the plan and infuse discipline into our daily lifestyle and into our daily living, we are going to suffer more than we need to. You know, um, it's very interesting because um, when my wife and I church plan, I mean, church plan, I, I didn't understand how much a control freak I am yeah. until a church plan. Yeah. Because church, church plan would require a flexibility of me that I didn't, I didn't know I needed and I didn't have before. So many times, and this is this is an honest conversation, you know. Many times, um, because we were church planning, church planning, we were set up and turned down every Sunday. We ran from like a little halls, party halls, yeah. to houses, to the movie theater, to next to a bar, all kinds of stuff. So the first couple months, you know, things didn't come the way I wanted to. Sometimes, you know, the TV didn't work, or the cable didn't work, or or that didn't work, or this such such a person didn't come because they feel sick, you know, whatever. So, or perhaps the worship team didn't um, execute the the way I wanted it to, you know. So at the beginning, I remember that um, even being on like in the middle of the service, I was so upset and irritated. Gabby would have to talk to me and say, "Hey." relax you need to relax so fast forward um almost a year later um i went through all that and one time we were uh, i was actually sharing this with with josh you know one time where we used to park our trailer um in one of the storage places they changed the time from seven in the morning on sundays to a 9 30 they open it so i couldn't get in until 9 30 it would took us two hours to set up so they, I got a call, hey, it's closed, and they open until 9.30. I was like, we cannot set up in 30 minutes. So you have my, me and my team and the movie theater sitting down. And in that moment, I will, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest, this is just God shaping Come me on, and man. changing me. I was grateful. I was enjoying my time with my team. I was like, what are we going to do? There's nothing to do. So they picked up the trailer and we just set up two TVs, no sound, nothing, 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 no lights. We just went at it like that. I just preached with my voice and 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 it was one of those moments that I felt like the work that really the spirit uh, shaped me and, and worked in me. Because if it was months before, a year before, I would have probably burst into tears, upset, right. mad. So that's I feel like we need to keep a humble heart. When it comes into flexibility, because if we obsess with things that I would never do that, I wouldn't, that would never happen to me. Or if I find myself in that place, bro, let me tell you, <laughs> you say that yeah. it's going to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I think the disciples had to go through that as well. Mm. I think being a follower of Jesus taught them very well to be adaptable to yeah. every situation because even even not just every town that they went to was different and presented a different set of challenges and opportunities and uh, things to, to things to solve, but also the journey. You see that in the journey as well. You see that while they travel, different things happen. They're sleeping and a storm comes. They thought, okay, we just did a long two-day, three-day crusade yeah, yeah, we did yeah. ministry and we're about to go to this other town and every time we go to another town jesus always has to minister so we're gonna sleep on the boat right there and what happens a storm comes and they're awakened 
in that moment, right? In that moment, they're awakened. And then they look out to the waters and they see a being walking on the waters and they say it's a ghost. They misinterpret what is going on. So a couple things, if we could just, you know, yeah, yeah. try to preach to this text, right? Yeah. A, their plan of, of resting, you know, was interrupted. And, and, and two... We know that that was Jesus walking on the water, but they misinterpreted what was happening mm. because the situation yes. wasn't a good one. Yeah. And they couldn't see how God or how Jesus could be in the midst of this situation yeah. because he wasn't in their proximity. Mm. And for a lot of people, for a lot of students, for a lot of ministers, for a lot of pastors right now, when we look at the statistics of how many of them are depressed right now, are lonely yes. right now, are struggling with anxiety right yeah. now, are shutting their churches down. Barna did a study where they said 33% of churches will not recover from COVID and will shut down in the next 24 months. 33% of churches, bro. Yep. That means that in their storm, they thought, you know how many, how many we preach a series called 2020, Perfect Vision. You know how many churches preach a series called 2020, <laughs> perfect, perfect Vision last Man. year? How many of us saw, saw this coming? Yes, yes, I agree. You know, and we laid out this vision for our church, and we thought we were going to coast through the first year of this decade. We yeah. thought we were going to, you know, multiply in numerically or in spiritually, however. And then a storm happened, and for a lot of us, we see a ghost where Jesus is. We see a ghost because we <laughs> we don't see how Jesus can be in the middle of the situation. Yeah. And Jesus comes and, you know, he calms the waters and he gives them a lesson there. Yeah. But here's the craziest thing for me. Peter sees this as an opportunity. He says, I've been a fisherman all my life. Yeah. I know what it's like to be on these waters on a boat. I've been to and from over these waters on a boat, but I ain't never walked on water. Mm. This is my chance. Yes. I want to experience something no one's ever experienced. Yeah. I want to I wanna test this power. And so he says, if it's really you, can you call me out to come? Yeah. And he walked on the water. And we always like, you know, we always... Sometimes, you know, growing up in a Christian home, you we always over-spiritualize the fact that he fell, mm -hmm. you know, that he started drowning because he saw the waves and stuff. Yeah. But he actually walked on water. Yeah. He gave a couple steps, man. He actually yeah. walked on water. How many other humans could say that? Yeah. And so what I'm getting at is right now, you know, the programming of our churches and meeting and gathering or coming to a college campus or starting several businesses that was our boat mm -hmm. that we were riding mm. you know but here's jesus giving us this peace but what he wants you to, you to do now is he wants you to step out of the boat yeah do something you've never done trust him ask him lord yeah. call me to something different be the pioneer be the be the person that'll say you know what if i fail at least i tr at least i trusted god yeah. i will god will always honor anything you do as long as you do it out of obedience to him. Like, he will honor it. He Like, God has shown me that. He will honor anything you do out of obedience. And so, right now, man, like, how you got, like you and Gabby, you guys planted. You guys endured all these things because you were a, what do they call that? A church plant that sets up and tears down. There's a there's a name for it. I, I mean, it's not a mobile church. It's a, I, I forget what it's called. Yeah. But there's a name <laughs> for, you know, church plants that, you know, set up, tear down every single Sunday. Um 
that comes with a set of challenges, but an opportunity. In that, you yeah. saw the resolve of people. Yeah, you could tell who's in and who's out. Oh yeah, yeah. We can complain about, but see, when when for those of us who did have a building, for those of us who did have a location, who did have offices, who did have a green room for this worship team and for the speakers here, for the dream team there. Yeah. When this pandemic hit, we could see, we were like, wait, wait, I thought he was with us. Yeah, yeah. he was with us as long as he could experience all the benefits, yep. you know, yep. or as long as we were catering to them. Yep. So th there's, there's, a, there's a difference where, like, you know, when you go through what you went through as a church planter, you could see immediately yep. the commit, the level of commitment oh, of people. Yes. No, yeah, and, and I think about it because we, we talk with Gabby sometimes, you know. Um, it was insane. To mobilize 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds every Sunday to come from 6, 6 and 6.30 in the morning to sometimes even 1.30 or 1 p.m. It was just insane. Yeah. And and young adults that didn't have money, yeah. young adults that some of them, they were kind of into faith, kind of not. Right. Like it was just a whole mix of a, of, of, of a people that we had. And, 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 and I think that the reality is that uh, it was in that process, you know, and right. the flexibility ups and downs, you know, we saw who was. And the first three months, Freddie, the first three months, half of our team transitioned out. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. They I mean, imagined can, something that it wasn't. Can I say it? Can I, can, I mean, they could, maybe they couldn't hang. No, of course. They maybe. had the wrong, perhaps they had the wrong expectation. This is what I signed up yep. for. They have the wrong expectations. Perhaps they were like, you know what? This is not for me. And I get it. You know, I respect them. I love them. And um, I'm not bashing on them. No, of course. All of I'm course. saying is, like, the reality is that it required a muscle of us, like, that some of us were not willing to engage, you know? But anyways, I think that when we talk about um, flexibility and adaptability, adaptability, I think it's uh, very important that it's not just in ministry, also in life, you know, and everything that is happening and with our families, relationships. You can't, you you and I know, like, we have the opportunity to be married. You cannot, uh, you cannot control a relationship, you know. You cannot control everything that you do. We can plan, we can be disciplined, but if we're not uh, willing to be flexible with things coming our way, be resilient, you know, with whatever comes our way. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Pastor Josh shared this, um, analogy with us you know and he said that you're so in love when you're like engaged you know you're so in love when you're dating someone um that you imagine this is only gonna nothing can go wrong like just marriage is gonna enhance all the beauty of things but then you get married and discover for example that your spouse like you like crest toothpaste and she likes colgate yeah. Yeah. you know you like to sleep with the ac on she likes to sleep with the heater on um, you like to blast your music. Maybe she doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's all these things that at the he goes like he he, he he says it all the time. He's like, hey man, those first six seven months when you discover your differences, yeah, they're they're gonna become petty arguments, mm. petty arguments. But if you commit, yes, to like not leaving each other to not divorcing the relationship to not abandoning you know each other if you commit to just learning how to compromise throughout this whole thing and get over that first hump of discomfort first hump of having to die to yourself and <laughs> compromising and yeah all right then like let's just you know leave the thermostat at 77 degrees i don't know he goes if you can just get through that initial phase of discomfort and you don't quit you'll stay together forever you know and, and you know, that's part of it, right? And so I think about that. I think about, for example, your church plant, you know, that in the first three months, half of your team transitioned out. 
had to decide to just, hey, I'm going to give this a year. No matter yep. what happens, yep. no matter what curveball life throws my way, no matter how hard we get punched in the mouth as a team, I'm going to commit to not quit. Yep. I wonder what percentage of those that did actually leave your team mm -hmm. would right now have developed a muscle wow. that would be actually blessing them and benefiting them in their relationships, yep. their careers. Yes their uh, marriage, their ministries, their finances, etc. Had they just determined not to quit. They, they tell you, right, in January, at the beginning of the year, everybody signs up for the gym. By the <laughs> 21st day, yep. most people aren't using their membership anymore. You would be surprised, LBI, how much you can accomplish in life if you yep. just don't quit. Wow. Yes. If you just don't quit. Yep. There's things that I've started in my life that, I regret quitting on them now. If I'd have just kept going with this, if I'd have just kept studying, if I'd have just kept producing this, if I'd have just kept pushing through, if I'd have just endured the low views and the poor numbers and the poor metrics, if I'd have just kept going, now I'd have the biggest whatever. Yep. Now I'd have the biggest business, uh, you know, a blessed this, a blessed that. Yeah. If you just don't quit. And so that has to be a resolve in your heart. That has to be like, if I don't jump ship, the disciples had it hard. Any time they would say, Lord, Jesus, this is what we've given up for you. Jesus would be like, you haven't given up anything for me. Yeah. They'd be like, but we left our homes. We left we left our comfort. Yeah, but you, he, like, every progress always demands something from us. Yeah. And yeah. right now, LABI, like, like you, you don't know how much you're going to be able to accomplish in life. Yeah. If you commit that in this season of your life. That's good. You're not going to quit. That's good. If you just don't, if you just say, you know what? Yeah, man. I'm not going to quit until I finish. I'm not going to quit until I get my degree. I'm not going to finish until I came to get, you know, until I get what I came for. Yeah. If you just commit to not, no matter what it looks like, we meet online, we meet in person, it's a hybrid, whatever it is. If you commit to not quitting, you will be surprised at how God blesses you because he, he's going to honor your resolve. That was good, Pastor Freddy. We can keep talking. I love it. I know that we could go many routes many with what routes. you said. Um, Pastor Freddy, thank you so much for being with us. Hopefully, we can have you back soon again. And uh, family, hopefully you uh, took some notes. This can help in your life. Trust me uh, from experience, Pastor Freddy. And um, hope to see you soon. Love you.